his day drinking for gentlemen, Norm compares himself to Forrest Gump. The Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show was a major bust, and the Lunker Dog goes live 15 years ago today. All this week on The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Anchorman. Will Ferrell? Didn't see that. Oh, come on. Dude. I did not see that. I don't really do movies that much anymore. Neither do I, but I mean, I've seen the classics. And when I mean anymore, I mean like the last 20 years. I'm really bad. My my wife ruined me. I I don't understand. We're going to have to make something of this on on the network because... Ron Burgundy is uh, he's he's a god. What well, is Friday? So cheers. Cheers. It is Friday. You're drinking a Bud Light and I've got a uh, Captain and Diet. You're telling me your dad was a Scotch drinker. What was he drinking? Uh Johnny Walker Black most of the time. Uh, he was also a vodka drinker, but Johnny Walker Black was his was his That was uh, his go-to. His his go-to. He liked double black and on occasion, blue. I got the blue right up there that my one-legged angler gave me. You? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Lamont. It's right next to the bottle of Windex, and well, it's about three quarters done. Well, there's a there's a story behind that. Mm-hmm. Busaka started pouring the other night. When I mean the other night, I mean like almost a year ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when you when you don't drink it. You don't mix it. He wasn't. Please tell me he wasn't mixing Johnny Blue. No, but he didn't know how to pour it. Like he was like he was like somewhere between Kool Aid and water. <laughs> like the kid don't drink. He don't know nothing about scotch, and he's like drinking and he's like pouring. Was he gulping it? Was he? No, uh, he wouldn't even have any. I don't even. I'm not sure. So how. he was pouring it for who? You? And 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 he poured one for Bursar. They gave uh-huh. him like a twelve ouncer. Oh god. But did you know I drank? But what did 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 the big man Bursa man take it down? Uh, He was well. I mean, he he did what he had to do. But he was kind of looking at the scotch and he was (laughs) looking at at, at Busaka and he's kind of like, dude, come on, this isn't that's Johnny Blue. That's good stuff. Or as they say in uh, Long Island, Blue. That's Johnny Blue. They say in Long Island. That's how they say it. That's Johnny Blue. What's up with the? How did Long Island become the Viking capital of the world? There's more. There's more <laughs> Vikings in Long Island than any place. Yeah, I, I can t- I can count on one hand how many days I have spent on Long Island. Long Island, <laughs> exactly three. Did you see a lot of Vikings? No, I didn't see any Vikings. All right, so <clears throat> Long Island is just Long Island. If you're gonna say Long Island, say it right. Long in- Island. Inundated with Vikings. It's one word. Inundated with Vikings. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. More Vikings in New York per capita than any state. Really? Well, there's a lot of Vikings here. There's probably gross. There's more Vikings here in South Florida. Well, what? But that's but, because but, you know what? I want to know a though? million boats. Up how there. does how does Minneapolis have the Vikings? There's no, there's no Vikings in Minneapolis. Give me a break. They do. That's where the corporation. What the hell? They open up the corporation in Minneapolis, and then they. What corporation? I don't know. Whatever corporation. <laughs> no, those rich dudes, they get the Viking, and then they open up their <laughs> charter business, and they do a couple of charters a year, and then they can do the tax the tax break on it and everything. Oh, God. But I think the Viking guys, I think they just totally... Are you talking about the boats? I'm talking about the boats and the guys. The boats guys. are in New Jersey. Is it? <laughs> so, 
But why do New Yorkers on Long Island? Why are there Vikings on Long Island? Well, I don't know. It's I couldn't un- tell you. It's unproportionately Viking. So, like, you go into one of the hotshot <laughs> marinas, you know, like in Freeport, New York, or whatever, and a third of the boats are Viking sport fishes. All right. Well, <sighs> which is better than like the bagel barge and everything, but it, it is what it is. Okay, if if you had to ask me, I could probably divide the entire eastern seaboard of the United States into three, maybe four sections if you go by manufacturers. What do you mean four sections? Four okay. sections of four, what? Four, four distinct markets? S- markets. Okay. Okay. Starting from the northern end at Maine to Massachusetts to Rhode Island, okay, those are uh, Duffy's. Duffy's. Duffy's, or like, Mount Desert Island Boat Works. Duffy's. Duffy's. Okay, like those are those Easter. are those are down easters. Okay, that's down easter. That's down easter land. Right. Okay, a lot of Grady's. Some Grady's, yep. Okay, for the weekend warriors, there's a lot of Grady's. That's Grady World. Okay, I can see that. And the T toppers okay. really gravitate towards Whaler and Edgewater. Okay, but the T toppers came late. They did. Okay, they, did. they really weren't T toppers back in the day. All right, they were. They were they were Dodgers. 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 What does that mean? Dodgers. Don't you remember the Dodgers? Uh, if you had a if you had a center console boat, you had a Dodger on it. Oh, like the front canvas. The front canvas. Right. The Dodgers. Dude, there was guys. Okay, there were Dodger guys. Was, Before there... they were T toppers, there were Dodger guys. Okay. Okay. I mean, that my father was a Dodger guy. Scotch drinker and a Dodger and guy. a Dodger guy. Did you? I got off the Scotch thing. I was going somewhere with that. Yeah. Did you know I drank a fifth of Scotch a day for over a decade? I can believe that. It's true. And you're still standing. Not only that is, <clears throat> so Dewar's was my drink. I used to drink Dewar's on the rocks, right? And the whole time I had the bar. <laughs> that came just after the Cuddy Sark era. Well, the whole time I had the bar, which was, uh, call it seven years, okay? I pretty much had a fifth every single day. And the way it would work is you get up in the morning, 10-ish, go down, count the receipts, get to the bank, get your cash in the bank, make sure everything clears. <laughs> and then um, you go to the bar, do a little inventory. Ice down, restock. All right, then we go to Shooters usually around 2 o'clock for a hamburger or whatever. And um, Did you go to Shooters or did you go to Dirty Nellies? Both, and sometimes bootleggers and then lots of them. But, you know, you go get your hamburger, your lunch in the middle of the day. Dirty Nellies had the hot dogs. Two-ish. Yeah. And um, after that, you had your first scotch, which was about 3.30 in the afternoon. And then you stopped at about 3 at night. So mm-hmm. I did I did that when I had the bar and then when I got done with the bar I was still doing it and I was like, Damn, am I an alky? So I was like, No. I was wondering if I was no, an alky. No, no, you were not. Well, I I, I wasn't. And I'll tell you no. why. Go ahead. You tell me why, and I've got a I've got a theory for that. No, because the day I I asked myself if I was an alky, I said, All right, I'm gonna quit drinking. And I stopped cold turkey. You could stop, yeah. Yeah, cold turkey and yeah. I didn't have a I didn't have the a drink DTs for like eight anything. years. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not an alky. But I pissed the wife off because she liked it when I was drinking. <laughs> not kidding. Well, let me tell you what. You and I have 
Uh, you and I have a lot in common, not the least of which is that we were both bar owners. I owned Captain Norm's Dockside Bar for five years. That's okay, in Oklahoma. And yes, and I have I have a. Uh, I was introduced to the concept of day drinking. Okay. <laughs> And we can we can talk a lot about that, but long story short, okay, I found that that day drinking really is not for alcoholics. Day drinking is for professionals. Professional okay. alcoholics? No, 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 no. A professional alcoholic is somebody that can drink at any time of the day and be fully functional. Right. Okay. That's not me. Okay. Once I get going, I'm really not functional much beyond about the third drink. Okay, at least these days. All right, so you're social okay. to drink three, and then I'm social then to three. I'm social to three, and then anything goes after that. Okay, okay, but I learned the value in day drinking while I was in the bar business. Okay, okay? because everybody in the business, all your bartenders, your waiters, your waitresses, that's what they did. Okay, okay, they didn't drink at night. Most of them had to work. Busy. Okay. They were busy. Or they were busy, or whatever. Okay, but the long, but but they they would, and there were two types. Basically, there were three types of drinkers. You had your day drinkers. Right. Okay. You had your evening, weekday drinkers, which were the best customers. Right. I always thought because they always knew what they wanted, and they didn't. And they didn't. You know, the goofballs. Okay, which is what about ninety five percent of drinkers are. Okay, and so. The day drinkers were always the people in the industry gotcha. because they knew that was the time. In other words, if you and I want to go and fish, right? okay, just fun fish, right. do we do that on the weekends? Hell no. No. We do it when nobody else is doing it. We'll go on a Monday. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's the same concept with no, day drinking. I got it. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. You got All right. it. So that's, that's your professional view that's, that's, on drinking. Right. Exactly. I like it. Okay. Now, answer me this. You left Fort Lauderdale to learn about day drinking in Oklahoma? Oh, let me tell you something. I am, my career, if you followed my career, I'm sort of like Forrest Gump. Like Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump. He had a wild and weird winding road. Yeah, but he made a lot of dough. Well, I mean, I made some dough. I mean, you know, I, you know, I had the, I had the whole nine yards. I mean, I had the whole, the, you know, the the two story house with the two car garage and the kid and the family and the white picket fence and all that and, and crap and blew it all up. And, <laughs> you know? and, and Gumphead, mm-hmm. Gumphead, Gump had all of that too. You know, he had Jen A. Well, he, he had fourteen Jennies. They were a household name. <laughs> but he got the apple stock. Oh, he got the apple stock. That wasn't even him though. That was Lieutenant Dan. Regardless, Lieutenant Dan. You make got that. you make your own universe. You make your own universe. I'm, I'm you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm doing all right. Well, you know, well, if, you, if, if you're modeled <laughs> after, if you if you if you compare yourself to Forrest Gump, that's pretty good. I yeah, guess. but you know something, you know what he did? He was fast. You, you know, I don't see it. <laughs> no, well, I mean, there's there's definitely some parallels. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. All right, there you go with the movies again. Well, I mean, listen. How can you not know who Ron Burgundy is? How does that even happen? I don't know, dude. I'm horrible with names as it is. I mean, there's Walter Cronkite. Right. And then there's Ron Burgundy. There's nobody in between. All right, so who was Ron now? 
Ron Burgundy is a character that Will Ferrell plays in Anchorman. There was a which sequel, I didn't see. which you didn't see because <laughs> you're like a social leper. Okay. Okay. But there's then there was a second Anchorman that I don't even want to talk about because it was so bad. But the first one and the character, and he's got his own podcast. Oh, really? Okay. He he's got a wildly successful uh, podcast, Ron Burgundy podcast, which I think is on iHeartMedia. Okay, but I'm telling you right now, okay, it, you've got to see Anchorman. Okay. We're going to have to, if you're out there listening on the Real Guy Network, okay, you've got, we've got to make a thing out of Anchorman. There's just so much material there. We'll bring it up on the uh, Real Guy Lunker Club. Those yeah. Nuts, those nuts love Those guys, about. Sean Murphy and Joe Cricka are going to go nuts over this. Okay, they're going to go absolutely nuts. This is this is we're going to take this for a ride. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be like Jaws, but we're going to take it for a ride. I think you're setting yourself up on social media. The memes, the memes that <laughs> when are going to come. I? Well, I was just saying the memes that are going to come out between Gump and <laughs> Oh, I they're going to superimpose my face on Gump waving to Lieutenant Dan on the dock. That's my boat. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting back to boats. Okay, so you got your Dodgers. Okay, you got your you got your Grady White guys and your Dodger guys. Okay, and they pretty much go from you know Maine to about you know Nantucket, maybe Block Island as far over as there. Okay, there might be a few of them left over by the time you get to Montauk. But by the time you get to Montauk and you go south to say Ocean City, Maryland, mm-hmm. those are all Vikings. So that's where your Long Island guys come from. Ton of Vikings. Lots of Vikings. Lots and lots and lots of Vikings. It wasn't always that way. They were Egg Harbor guys back in the day. Do you remember when I worked on the Gina Lee? Yes. Viking. From, yeah, yeah. From Long Island. Yeah. No, no, no I, I get it. There's tons and tons of Vikings. That's all Viking land. It is. Okay. All right. And then from about Ocean City, Maryland, south to, we're going to say, Beaufort. Beaufort. Okay. That's all Carolina boats. Your Scarboroughs, your Spencers, your Davis boats. Okay. Um, all your Carolina builders. That's where they live. Okay. And then from Beaufort on south, you really have a mix. Okay. A lot of Florida boats, obviously. You know, your, your Rybovich's, your, your Knolls, your Rybovich's, your Merritt's. Okay, your Hatteras's. Okay, so there's a lot of there's a lot of boats in there. Okay, but it's like a big eclectic mix, um, basically like a hodgepodge, you know, a mixing bowl of of of, of manufacturers. You can't just put one label on Florida boats, unless you could say like maybe Contender or CV. Dusky. No, Dusky is so provincial, it's not even funny. Have you ever seen a Dusky north of Palm Beach? Exactly my point. That's a Dusky thing. It's a South Florida Dusky, you know, thing. thing. Matter of fact, I had guys on the boat the other day from New Jersey. Yeah. Guy owned a tackle store up in New Jersey, I think, and never saw a Dusky before. Had no clue what it was. I don't doubt it. And they were going by one after another, and he had no clue what they were. And how many Duskies do you think there are out there on the water Right now, between, let's just say, Stewart, which is way up there for Duskies, and Marathon. 
I'm going to say 2.3 million. Well, I'd say probably 80% of all Duskies ever made are probably right in there. That's right, exactly. Yeah. It's like they don't go far from the mother hive. Right. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. I don't know what it is. But you know what I like about like Moorhead City, Beaufort, all through the Carolinas? Is the big-time sport fish guy Yeah, is in the same marina right across you know, the dock to the commercial guys. Yeah. And they're all together. Right. A- absolutely. Ex- exactly opposite of here. Yeah. No, no, no. That, you're absolutely 100% right. That's one of the few places where that exists. So do you think they're, they they like each other in those movies? No, no, no. There's no, animosity? No. no, I think they hate each other's ass. I think they hate each yeah. other, too. <laughs> I think it's natural. No. Well, I think it's natural. Anytime somebody that like has that much more dough than you is right next to you, it's easy to hate on them. Like, for instance, when, yeah. you're, when you're at a red light here, and there's a guy in a Maserati in front of you. Not a Maserati. That sucks now. A Lamborghini in front of you. Yeah. Okay? And he's on his cell phone at the light. You get more pissed off at him than if somebody was in, like, a Prius at the light. <laughs> true? It's or, absolutely true. Right. Same it's sh- absolutely true. Same shit's going yeah. on in the marinas in the Carolinas. And, and it's usually the guy. It's usually the guy in the Prius that's more pissed off at the guy at the Maserati then the guy in the Maserati is pissed off at the guy at the Prius. And I don't think it's. I don't think the animosity goes both ways equally. Is what I'm trying to say. No, I think the guy in the Lamborghini is more worried about the guy in the Prius. Like he's kind of like looking over. Like, does that guy think I'm that an asshole? That thing's got it. Yeah. Well, he is an asshole. They're both. But in South Florida, they're both assholes. That's the thing. Everybody that drives equally, a Lamborghini, absolutely, and everybody that drives. No, the, you know what? No. And remember, Miles Davis used to ride around here in a Lamborghini. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Is Miles on. an asshole? Let's, I think he was. Let, yeah. Let, but let me. Okay. There are certain vehicles that you're going to look at, and same. It goes with boats too. Okay. If you see somebody in an Audi driving down the road, right. you automatically are prejudicial. Okay. That guy's an asshole. Because he's driving an Audi. Because he's driving an Audi. What douchebag doesn't drive an Audi? It's almost like if you're going to have a douchebag card, you have to drive an Audi. Dude. Okay? And the same thing, it's with boats. Okay? What are those What are those? Those those weird-looking boats? Um, they look like speed boats. Midnight Expresses. No, 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 no. Well, okay, <laughs> to a certain extent, yes. But it's those other things that I don't know. They look like they look like something that I would prop my door open with. They look like just straight wedges. Oh, like those? They're Dutch. Boats what are they or called? Something. Van Dutch. Van douche. Van douche. Okay. <laughs> All right. The guy who owns a Van douche drives an Audi. It's the same guy. I thought the guy that that. I thought, well, I guess the guy that's driving the Van douche would own the Audi. Yeah. Because he's probably the captain for the guy. On the Megia, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. I think that's how. The, I think that could be it interchangeable. But I don't think the guy. I don't think the guy that owns the Megia actually drives his own Van Douche. Well, you know, no, because he's too drunk. Okay, but dude, I think he's just not there. He's old. Huh? He, he's not there. He's old. He's there. He's there, and he's and he's got a bunch of hookers. I see him all the time. It's just it's there all the time. How do you know the guy that has the Megia isn't like a family man? He has hookers. No family man owns a yacht. That's not true. <laughs> Go to the boat show. Go to the boat show and show me how many families that you see on the yachts. 
buying a yacht. Gee, honey, let yeah, we got Ward fucking Cleaver here who's trying to buy a yacht with the beaver and the and Wally in tow. Spe- no. Speaking of the boat show. Speaking of the boat show. Oh, what boat show? It was a bust. Was there a boat show here? The boat show was a bust. I couldn't tell. Could, but, but what keeps going through my mind after experiencing this big bust with the boat show this year is, do you think that the podcast over the last couple of years had any influence at all on making it a bust? Like, can I brag about that? There's no doubt that we've been... A force to be reckoned with. Well, I think when people, okay. I think when people listen to us, it makes sense. They sit back and they go, you know, the boat show is kind of stupid, and nobody went this year. Next year, oh, after we did our tips, our ten tips, our, our okay, I, I think people they gave. I'll put it to you this way: I think it gave people a moment of pause. A moment of pause. Okay, I'm gonna just be conservative with that one. All right. I think it gave them a moment of pause because if they did go to the boat show and they heard our boat, our, our our podcast, they thought about those, and it was my ten tips and your ten tips. So it was really twenty different tips that they had for not being a douchebag at the boat show. So they okay. Just, so so they, I think they I think go. I think there were some people that didn't go. They heard our stuff and they just said, you know what? I don't want to be involved with that. Okay, and then there were some other people that said, you know what, I love the boat show, and I heard Captain Jeff and Captain Norm talking about it. And I'm going to take that information to heart and go there and be a better boat show attendee. All right, so assuming you're right, right? Which I usually am. (laughs) Absolutely correct. Jesus. But assuming you're right, assuming you're right, We can actually say... By the way, folks, that not, rattling that you hear every once in a while is me taking a sip of this rum and coke. Sorry about that. It's Friday. So, <laughs> my, my, whole th- my whole thing is... is uh, I think I lost my train of thought. Like, when did I, 21 minutes, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I can remember where to edit. <laughs> what was my train of thought? I don't know. See, what you have to do when you do these podcasts is not even think. That's what I do. But I had a train of thought. Like, there was something That's there dangerous. For, <laughs> something there for a minute. That's a horrible thing to have. You were saying that maybe, you know, the people that were going to the boat show, they heard our stuff. And, oh, now I remember. Yeah. So, you know when people say they, they, they want to change the world? Yes. Dude. We don't have to use that as a cliche now. No, 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 no. I think we, I think we definitely had an impact. We might but have, we tell might me why you think world. why you why do you think it was a bust? Because I've got some ideas in my head. Why do I think the boat show was a bust? And you know, we can go back to the original podcast because you thought the boat show was going to be really big this year. No, I thought it was going to be good last year, and it was. This year, I don't, I don't remember making any predictions. I have to go back and look. Yeah, or listen, we can't look. Do you know how bad would it be if we filmed ourselves? I mean, we're not exactly like, you know. I can't put this on film. I can't hear nothing. <laughs> People don't want to see that. So the boat, the boat show was a bust, and the I why think, for a few for a few reasons. Logistically, it just sucks. And it's logistically... It always sucks, though. You're right. What I'm saying is people are just wore out by it. They're over it. They're over it. 
And you mean like getting there, getting through it, getting around it, having to have buses to shuttle you back and forth, the boats you want to see. That's always been the case. Yeah, but people are over it. Okay, people are over it, and I think a lot of people bought boats the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And they were over it. They were over it. They were over it. I, you know what? I think the the I'm not going to tell you that the success of the previous year was so great that. It precluded people from going to the show this year. That seems to be what you're suggesting. Um, because the show was like half the size last year. Okay. Um, I think there's I, I think there's a few things that are involved here at play. Number one, I think it was a bust. Because quite frankly, I don't think anybody came into town. I don't think anybody came into town. I was driving around and... I was you like, get around. I was like, wow. I was just getting around. Yeah. Like, I was, 17th Street was no problem. You know what it was like? You ever, like, thought you were going to get punched in the face? So you, like, got ready for it, and then it didn't happen? No. Well, that that's... I was that, always the one doing the punching first. Or whatever. So. You were going to punch somebody if in the I was face? Gonna, yeah. And then, and then you, I pulled it? And then you didn't? Yeah. So, okay, whoever, whichever way you want to do it. But I think that's... That's kind of like how I felt. Like, I was just waiting for the chaos and everything. I'm and, like, Yeah, exactly. And it didn't quite happen. It just it wasn't really so, there. So I was thinking of all the people that suffered because of the boat show, which wasn't me, and it wasn't you. I suffered just a little bit. Did you? Yeah, just a little bit. Because of the boat show? Yeah. You lose money? No. Okay. In fact, I made money. But my my suffering is basically from just getting bow thrusted in my living room. Oh well, from all them guys moving you, around. Too many. You get bow thrusted just some too many times. Joe Stone Crabs. Mm. Do you know how many fools would leave here, spend an hour to get there, an hour to get back, and an hour to wait? Just so the to same ha- goddamn crab they could get right here at Rustic Inn or any one of the other. Right, but Joe Stone. Ten douchebaggeries. Joe Stone Crabs. Yeah. Took it on the chin because of... They took it on the chin. They did. So so you're saying their business was down because of the boat show's lack of attendance. Right, because boat show huh. people, especially like people that want to show off, mm-hmm. bring people to Joe's Stone Crab. They torture, oh, the poor, yeah. they torture the poor bastards because they have to go all the way down there and all the way back and wait. But they do it. And then they brag about it. Do you think that people who are doing that are wearing their credentials, their boat show credentials... All the way to Miami and into uh, Joe Stone Crab. Unless, uh, prob- yes, unless they had somebody to advise them differently, which most people don't have a boat show advisor. Which we, Ooh. Right. Right. The it, light bulb just simultaneously all, went off. There's always opportunity in America. Oh, my God. A boat show advisor. Dude, just write that down. Put it on the wall. <laughs> That's our. That is our podcast, our pre-boat show podcast next year. Speaking of stone crab places. It's got to be. Yes. That's a good one. Boat show advisory. Mm-hmm. I, I can write it down. It's going to be on the list. <laughs> Boat show advisory. <laughs> Told me to write it down. I wrote it down. Billy's Stone Crabs in Hollywood. Never been there. Good. Place blows. Does it? I don't know. But. I never hear of anybody saying, hey, let's go to Billy's. Right. Because they're too busy. If they're going to. Well, if, if they went to Billy's, they would brag and say they went to Joe's. They do the old yeah, switcheroo. You don't on even you. yeah, but you don't even hear people. People just say they went to Joe's, right? 
Whoever says, even, "Hey, let's it, go to Billy's," I've never heard that even, anybody say that. And like I said, even if they go to Billy's, then they'll they'll they'll, they'll say they went to Joe's, right? Like that, like it was a slip of the tongue, but wow. it wasn't. Wow. <laughs> but Billy's it's lame. So that guy but, drives an Audi. So Billy's, which is right on the intercoastal. Mm-hmm. I'm up there fishing the other night, and a fucking waiter comes out and tells me I can't fish there. Now, Get fucked. Listen, a waiter. You're gonna have to edit that one out. No, not leave right mm. A waiter. A waiter. A waiter that was serving food at the restaurant. I would have put a mullet head right in. Well, no, the get, kitchen. It, get, it gets good. This gets good. <laughs> and the reason this gets good is because this brings me back to the cop thing, which we talked uh, yeah, about yeah, last yeah. time. But so now we got waiters acting like FWC. So the waiter is telling me that I can't fish there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, that, that seawall is, you know, yeah, 300 yards 300, long. Yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. right down the seawall. But when I get to Billy Stone Crabs, the waiter says you can't fish there. So I just looked at him and said, dude, this is intercoastal. I'm just, like, you know, going by. I can fish here, you know. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get the cops. Please. That's what I said. Absolutely. I, I, Call I said, them. Right. I said, Good. In fact, I will wait for them to show up. Right. And then the scumbag cop that they got working there on detail mm-hmm. walks over to me mm-hmm. and tells me that I can't fish there. And I lost it. And I said, dude, I was begging for a cop to show up to tell that waiter what's right and wrong over here. But since the restaurant is paying you, they're right and I'm wrong. Okay. If you're, let's just take a moment. No, listen to me. Let this sink in. Uh, it, it's because, sunk. Because this is, this is the, this is the cop problem. That They co- don't know. No, that cop. That was a, it was a flat foot. That cop did not care. Did not know the rules, but because he was working for the restaurant, that and he had night, a badge, right? And he had a well, badge. Wait, wait, hold on. He was this tell was a cop or a security a guard. A cop, a Hollywood Beach cop. And then the cop proceeded to tell me he was going to call the Coast Guard, and I said, "Please do." And then he told me I was fishing in the channel, and I said, "If I'm fishing in the channel, how are we having this conversation?" Mm-hmm. And he didn't know what to do with that. Well, he was calling the Coast Guard, which of course never came. But it just goes to show you the cop thing. The abuse of power and the shit that they will do because they are cops. It just drives me crazy. It drives me crazy and it happens all the time. And do you know why I was fishing all the way down south? Mm. To get away from the fuzz in Port Everglades because there's a cop every hundred yards. (laughs) Oh, especially during boat show. Right. Oh, my God. Have you noticed the cops? All right. So the cop. Oh, and guess what? By the way, completely digress. I walk out of my apartment. My apartment faces the canal, okay, and the dock. Right. It's raining, okay? The weather sucks. There's nobody out on the water except the cop. Right. But we can't get them out there on the weekend Dude. or when we need them? Dude. Why? Why? Movie? What is? Why? It's just. It, what is that? It just goes on and on and on and on, and I'm not going to harp on it. Moving right along, the cop episode of the week. The boat show was a bust, though. The boat show was a bust. Maybe. I just didn't. It, it, let me tell you what. Here's what I think. You know, the guy that once ran show management and owned it was a fellow by the name of Kay Pearson. Okay. I remember Kay. And Kay was a real guy. Okay, he had a big merit. He fished all over the place. He invested a bunch of money in Chubb once. I mean, you know, Kay was a good dude. My father knew Kay real well. They had a great relationship. 
Kay was Kay was the guy that brought the boat show along. Okay. And then they sold it. And Kay's no longer involved. I, in fact, I think he's passed away. He's gone. And, yeah. And I don't know. I think it's some European company or whatever. But let me tell you something. Back in the day, the boat show would be here. It would be set up in a week. It would be done. It would be dismantled and gone within just a couple of days. Right. Okay. What is today's date? The 5th or the 6th? The 5th? Today's Friday? Okay. Correct. When did the boat show end? The 1st? Well, five days since the boat show ended, yes. Okay. So, Sunday. Today's Friday. There's been five full days. Right. Okay. And it's going to be another at least at least 10 more days. Okay. There is no there the the boat show, there's no boats back in Bahiamar. The docks are empty. Okay. All the all the structures and the tents and the scaffolding and the bullshit is still all there. Right. Okay. We're talking five days later. They can't even let this town get back to normal. Dude, and it's going to be another ten days before they get it done. And that was my point exactly. That what this, the hell? Well, dude, think about it. It went from September, call it 15th, and it's going to go to November 15th. Two, it's a month long. Two. Uh, two months, yeah. Two months. Two months. You're to right. To do the friggin' boat show. And the city's fine with it. And I cannot believe the people in Los Olos and Idlewild aren't over that kind of mess. Every real guy has a shelf. And on that shelf, there's literally no rhyme or reason to it. Okay. <laughs> the, miscellane- got, the miscellaneous shelf? The, min- the miscellaneous shelf, but it's all shit that you need. Okay. Like, I'm looking at, folks, I, I'm going to try and just describe this because we all have this same shelf. Okay. And this is a real guy's shelf. Okay. On the top, he's got a bottle of Dewar's 12 next to a bottle of Windex, next to a bottle of Johnny Blue, and a bottle of uh, half drank uh, Captain Morgan. With okay. A ha- with a handle on it. With a handle on it. <clears throat> okay. So it's a one seven five. Okay. That's real guy stuff right there. Okay. I mean, the second shelf down, there's an old lethal Finor lethal box that's probably ten years old. Next to something I can't make out what it is. I think it's a remote control. A flan an old Flanagan's cup, some uh, duct tape, fuel additive, and uh, blaster white lithium. That's that's just that's straight up. It is class. That's class, man. Okay, when you can combine Johnny Blue, Captain Morgan, and Windex on the same shelf, a little lithium grease and some lithium grease, <laughs> you've got it going. Thank you. Everything else down below b- below that, okay? It's just it doesn't even matter. So it's, it's what's eye level right there. So is it more real guy to have a real guy shelf like that or to compliment somebody on a real guy shelf? It's both. I mean, you just have to recognize that that's what it is when you see it. Okay? You got a bottle of Dewar's. You got a, a bottle. Of, a, well, it's a box of Dewar's 12. I don't know if the bottle is actually in there. I assume it probably is. Okay? But Windex next to Blue Label. That's like me putting... He, I, a bottle of uh, a, a can of Epiphanes. Uh, Epiphanes is is, is uh, varnish <laughs> next to you know some Islander lures. It's Spe- great. 
I'm glad you like the shelf. Man, I congratulate you. And thanks for the compliment. Yeah. And I don't get too many compliments that almost make me blush, but that one almost made me blush. Speaking of varnish, how is the old tow rail? Tow rail is weak. Is the tow rail weak? The tow tow rail is weak. I haven't had a time to change. Man, I've been so busy. I may have to call in some troops on that one. I got a guy. He's really good. I'll probably have to have him throw a couple of coats on it. I saw a couple of tow rails that I thought were... Did you see any tow rails at the boat show? You didn't go to the boat show. I didn't go to the boat show, but I did see some tow rails that made me think about you the other day. And there was two guys... There was two guys putting in some serious elbow grease. Yeah. On a tow rail that a guy put on a... Looked like a 72 Fleming. Mm. Class. I wonder if it's the Fleming that... um, It's like off... Bill used to own. Off white. Yeah. Nice. And the the, the guy the, that did the survey on my boat owned a '72 Fleming. He just sold it. I think could I, be the same. I think one. Flemings are just classy. They're they He actually he had he originally bought a Grand Banks. He had had a '49 Grand Banks. He graduated to a to a uh, a Fleming, and now he's on a '59 Grand Banks. So I mean, he's he's changing out class for class. This guy though, he's there's nothing he doesn't know about boats. Mm. Yeah. Well, dude, he's an expert. He's a boat expert. But he didn't do his own tow rail. Hey. Okay. But he was smart enough to know who to get. So where are you at with your tow rail? No, it's weak. It needs help. So you can just strip it, it down? No, 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 no. It's not that weak. What do you got to no, do? No, no, no. Uh, you know. 30 hours? Hit it. No, no, no. Oh, shit, no. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 220, you know. Tack it down to, uh, and then uh, hit it with two or three coats. That's, we're good. So you're a day, a day and a half in. You're day and a half, back. maybe two days, depending right. on the weather. All right. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with setting a couple well, days, but that, days a month aside for that's your That's all you have to do, okay? Once you get it, when you strip it to bare wood, okay, and you put your first 10 or 15 coats on it, okay, after that, it's once a year. Right. Two or three coats once a year. That's all you should have ever have to do. There's a few flats boats out there over the years that put a teak tow rail on their flats boat. Some mm-hmm. of those Carolina boys did it, and it's not like yeah, it's not, chaos. That was a boat that uh, Jarrett Bay built. Right. It's not like it's never been done or anything. Yeah. But I'm extremely disappointed in the aftermarket guys that haven't put tow rails on their flats gifts. Like, do you know how sweet a nice Maverick HPX would look. Oh, with a tow rail? With a teak tow rail, as opposed to that little black rubber thing that they use. They would use. never do it because it would add weight. That's not what Maverick's about. Eh, how much weight is going to add? And those guys aren't really pulling anyway. And they, right, they're, they're in the fly fishing thing. So You it, know where I would expect to see a tow rail? Where is that? Is on a Pathfinder. Pathfinder guys are basically Audi guys that should have tow rails. Okay, I don't know. That's what a pathfinder. Guy I just is. think that the flats boat market, <laughs> these guys should step up. Demler should step up, and get a teak tow rail. How nice would a decent tow rail look on Demler? I don't know if the dude would like that or not. It would change up his whole world. Dude, he could sport the piss out of it at the sandbar. That's true too. You got that, and that's the other thing too. Man, just like the light bulb just went off in my head. Yeah. There's not a lot of people sporting tow rails at sandbars. No, no, I'm the only one who does it. And I don't do it that often. No. 
No, this I I can't even think of anybody. Most of the well, most of the guys that are on the sandbars now are tune guys. You don't have any tow rails on tunes. I think tow rail. I think the tow rail crowd doesn't mix with the sandbar crowd. Well, there isn't really a tow rail crowd <laughs> in South Florida. The tow rail. There's very little tow rail crowd. Okay, and when you pull into a sandbar and you've got a tow rail, they know who you are. You stand out. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just I, I'm just saying. I go to the sandbar. When you see, I see a lot of stuff, but I'm not seeing tow rails. No, that's right. Okay, that's true. So when a tow rail does pull up on the sandbar, that's something. Something's happening on that sandbar. What? How do you feel about boats over forty feet sandbarring? <laughs> you know who started that? No, Hydrosports. Dude, there's mega yacht sandbarring down there. Oh, now there are. But you know who started that was 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 uh, when they when they built that first big hydrosports. It was like a forty two footer. They were the first ones to do it. They had quad engines on it. Okay, and the only time you ever saw that boat was on the sandbar of Whale Harbor. Okay, that Whale Harbor was like chock full. Of 42-foot hydrosports, and then it became Sueños and HCB and whatever the hell it is now, okay? You got 65-foot center console sandbar boats, okay? That's what they are. Every once in a while, they'll go fishing, but they're mostly sandbar boats. Well, I think most boats now are sandbar boats. Absolutely. Uh, that uh, They should even change the name of the boat show to the sandbar boat show. I think they should change the name of the. There's no sport fish boats left. Well, yeah, we got that. That's pretty. That's pretty well known. But I think they ought to change. I think they ought to change the whole bay boat market to sandbar boats. I think. I really think that there's more people at boat shows, and they're visiting, the Pathfinder Bob used dealer down there or whatever. I'd have to and ask, and they're really thinking about sandbar first. I would absolutely have to ask Eric Brandon about that, okay? Because he would be the expert on that. He's 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 uh, he's at um, Bob Hughes Boats. The sandbar guys. Let me tell you who the sandbar guys are, okay? Beside the majority. Beside the majority. Okay. Okay. They're the Monterey's, the Chaparral's, the Sea Rays. Uh, the bigger boats are the Azimuts, um, you know, some older shitty Ferretti's, uh, you know, that crowd, um, all of those goofy looking boxy hull windowed boats that don't go offshore. Right. That's your sandbar. Cause what else is there? If you're you're not going to go offshore in a sandbar boat. What are you going to do out there besides make porn? Dude, I don't know. Besides okay. make porn, I've totally, that's it. It's the only thing that comes to my mind. Okay. I, I mean, listen, let's lay it out on the line. That's what it is. Okay. If you see a sandbar boat anchored offshore in like 23 feet of water off of Hallover, okay, they're producing film. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to argue. Well, what do you, you think they're chumming ballyhoo's out there? No, they're probably doing film, like you okay. said. <laughs> the, um, so, do you think? By it, the way, don't you think that they should change the name of the stadium to Pornhub Stadium because the Dolphins suck just that much? 
I don't talk about the Dolphins. <sighs> I, you know why I don't talk about the Dolphins? Why? Because I'm worried about my podcast ratings. Guarantee if you start talking this, about... This podcast, you're going to have the best ratings ever on this podcast right here. Because well, we are just insulting everybody. Well, do you think it's a coincidence that the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show and the Mullet Run were both a bust? No. So you don't think that's coincidental? No, no, no. no. Well... <sighs> I think it's. I do you think, think one I, thing has something to do with the other? I do, but that's mentally deranged mullet run thinking. Tell me why, because this is interesting to me. Well, if there's no more mullet run, can there be a boat show? What is the use of having, having a boat, boat show? show? Because that's a great and also the that's boat, damn near metaphysical. The boat show always comes after the mullet run. So if there's no mullet run. By the time you've got to the boat show, it's done. This is kind of like algebra. A, a plus B equals Z, X, mm-hmm. Y, that whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. If there is no mullet run. Can you have a boat show? Well, can you have a strong boat show? I mean, you can have what we had, a pathetic bust, like the mullet run. Hmm. That's it, interesting. It makes you think. It does make you think. You know what? We're going to have to track that, okay? If we have a weak mullet run next year which okay which is very possible all right if we have a weak mullet run next year let's just see how the boat show pans out all right, I, I, or even I, if there is one they should cancel it all right so in my in my <laughs> mental anguish thinking about the mullet run and all the different things that might influence the mullet run or correspond with the mullet run that came up also, do you think, well, obviously Red Tide has been really bad for the mullet run. I think there's a lot of things. I heard they came through in is, droves in 400 feet. Yeah. Is the Red Tide having the same effect on the boat show? No, uh, absolutely. See? There's that, no doubt. That's deep thinking. No, there's no doubt. You know why? Why? Because everybody knows that there's Red Tide in Florida now. They don't want to come down here and smell that. How many West Coasters came to the East Coast thinking that there was going to be a boat show? None. Hmm. I'm just throwing this kind of stuff out there. Okay. I want to, you know, stimulate the mind. Don't what's left of it. Okay. So, definitely not coincidental. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. Did you see any West Coasters? Only the ones I've took fishing. I've been taking quite a few fish. Did they go to the boat show? No. No. They didn't even know there was a boat show here, did they? The only people I know that went to the boat show were working. Yeah. Mitchell was down there pitching his Deckett stuff, trying to get, you know, work for Deckett, which I'm sure he did. My brother was down there working with Lee's Tackle. Okay, so I drove him down there a couple times, which is when I really realized what a bust the boat show was. Well, how fast did it take you... Did, were you able to just pull right up and drop them off? Pretty much. Wow. Right. And I wow. and I decided I'd take the beach back home to see if there was any mullet come down the beach. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing. Not a big deal. And right down the beach, it wasn't even a big problem. I think the mullets know when the boat show is going to be a bust, and they just decide not to come. Or they go way offshore. Okay, so... <laughs> you know, that is a phenomenon. The mullet's running way offshore. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. And 
right, well, I'm gonna stick on the mullet run because I was I was gonna I'm gonna do this in a whole other podcast, but I'm so disgusted, of course, by the media, and especially Florida sportsmen. Speaking, Are they still open? <laughs> yes, they're doing. Dude, this, I shouldn't this, bash them. They did a wonderful piece on my boat. You probably should. George Labonte and Chris Collins, they did a great job. Dude, those guys are doing their job, right? But the problem, but the magazine itself is the like magazine gone. itself, the whole way they edit and everything. But the magazine is doing in, is doing Instagram posts. <laughs> that's weak. Well, that's weak. Especially, so in other words, one one form of media now has to rely on another form of media to get. Attention to the original form of media. All I know is Florida Sports and Magazine is doing Instagram posts about wow. the mullet run. That's like a famous singer doing karaoke in some random bar. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the way I look at it also. And if you are going to do Instagram, maybe you ought to just do like your logo, maybe some cool art. Yeah, not much. You know, whatever. Just tease it. But if you're going to report on the mullet run, which they yeah. did. yeah. And they said it was the best mullet run that they've ever seen. Kill me now. In Vi- from Vero to Stewart. So my suggestion to Florida Sportsman is rename yourself to Stewart Sportsman. Because if it was good in Stewart, then great. But the mullet run is a statewide thing. It was a bust everywhere else. Right. I saw a few pods. In how Miami, can you be that? Much. How can you call yourself the authority on fishing? And then, or the Northeast Florida and then sportsman, make, and then make a post like that. How I I, I I don't I don't get that. And then how can you say that you're really into conservation when you make a post like that? Because the poor people see this is the way I look at it, Norm. The poor people that are trying to figure out the mullet run now, okay, have no baseline. They don't know what it was supposed to be. They never knew what it was like. So what did they listen to? They listened to people like Florida Sportsman telling them that it was great. Okay. There is sort of this unwritten rule of media hyping our fishing in Florida where every report has to be like this glowing report. For example... Yeah, you go to the back of the the the, the back of the Florida Sportsman, um, and it tells you everything that's going on. Um, even more locally, you get that you get that uh, Coastal Angler Magazine. Right. Okay, that comes out like what once a week? Something Is it like once that. a week or once a month? Once a month, maybe once a month. Okay, um, and they do the same thing. Uh, you you go to any form of media. Okay, they're gonna tell you. How great the fishing is. Okay. Well, to begin with, the fishing is not that good that much that, you know, all year round. Do you know that I actually do the the Broward County Report for the weekly Fisherman Show on 940 Winds every Saturday morning? Yeah, because you told me before. Okay. All right. So... When they have me on, okay, then this show's been on for something like 20 years plus, right. okay, and Eric Brandon has been the, the host of it, okay, and he and Joe Hector do a great job with it, and they have all these captains from all around, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, from, from all around uh, South Florida, okay, and I'm, I, I do the Broward section. I don't hold back. I don't pull any punches. If the fishing sucked, I'll tell them. 
Okay. Last week we had a half a week of good fishing. A half a week. Half week. Okay. A half week. That's it. Okay. The first four days of fishing was take a gun, put it to your head, and pull the trigger. Okay. I'd rather shoot myself in the foot than take the lines off the dock. That was the first four days of fishing last week. We have periods of fishing like that. Okay. But you wouldn't know it by watching Rick Murphy and that has been uh, Miss Florida that's drooling all over him every week. Okay? You wouldn't know that. So you're bashing the Florida Fishing Report. I'm bashing all of it. Okay? okay? okay. Be realistic. Okay? If the fishing sucks, go out there and tell people. Go to Ikea. You're going to be better off. Take the wife. Save your marriage. Okay? Rather than spend a bunch of money, blowing out a whole bunch of fuel, running around looking for two dolphins that are undersized. Okay. All right. I had to get that off my chest. Oh, good. I mean, I don't But know. that doesn't happen. They don't do that. No, they don't. But, okay. But the but the magazine. Okay. Magazine. The magazine. They're going to sell advertising. No, but they pride They them, don't even sell advertising anymore. They pride themselves on being conservationists. And that's what really bugs me. Because how can you pride yourself on being a conservationist if you don't give people the right baseline? They wouldn't tell you that the, the they wouldn't tell you that the mullet sucked is one of the worst mullet runs in recorded history. No, they, they okay, won't. and they didn't. That's awful. And if the mullet don't, if the mullet don't leave, I think they went maybe as far north as Palm Beach this year, and then I saw four mullet this whole year. And then it kind of petered out the rest of the state. Is that a mullet run anymore? No, it's not a mullet run. Right, because it has to run through the whole state for it to be a mullet run. Yeah. So they had mullet up there. It's a mullet showing. Anyway, so. It's a mullet show. It just bugs me. The media bugs me. They're just so irresponsible. They want to call themselves the authority, and then they're responsible. If you guys want to know shit, listen to me on the Real Guy podcast. 14 years ago today. 14 years ago today, we went live. What? 14 years ago today, we went live on Ustream. Get the hell out of here. 14 years? 14 years ago today, we went live on Ustream. Jeez. And we had 180 people live online 14 years ago. Wow. Website, Mike. Michael Farron was the digital DJ for the night. Yeah, yeah. It was at 15th Street Fisheries. And we went live. We had over. That was a big. That was a big party. We had about a hundred people show up for the live show on UStream. That was 15, 14, 14 years, ago? years ago. Wow. The worm was one years old. <clears throat> That's amazing. How about that? That is crazy. That's OG stuff, right? That there. is OG stuff, man. Doesn't that make you feel old? No. It just. It was like time fa- just flies by that quickly. There was two OGs on Ustream at that time. There were two OGs on Ustream. Me and me and Snoop. Yeah. Okay. Except Snoop was you know a little bigger, <laughs> bigger deal. But just saying, fourteen years ago today. Wow. So all these guys. You Congratulations. Talk, thank you. Thank you. I mean, you're 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 basically an OG. Uh, we were going, guy. We were going yeah. live before live. Yeah, there was. Yeah. So anyway, that's I, crazy. I just, I, you know, I I. It's amazing, how, and, and it's amazing how it's evolved, okay, and how the market's evolved and, and, and how the technology for it has, has really come along. I mean, you know, 
we we couldn't sit here like this 14 years ago. No, we'd shit. have to have a you know a tripod and a camera, and Lamont would have to be back there. 14 you know, years yelling ago, at us. 14 years ago, we'd do this on AM radio. Could you even do that? You're allowed to do it. You're really? Only, you're only allowed to be so big. <laughs> like you can't put out more than so many watts. You know, like Jesus. there's a little area you're allowed yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, before podcasting, that's what you would do. You'd do AM radio, and you just have your own little um, network. That's crazy. So I think I went through everything I wanted to do. Make sure you don't go to Billy Stone Crabs. No, that place Joe sucks. Stone Crab got crushed Bone. by the boat show. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to talk about that go I ahead. didn't talk about. What's that? How gambling in Florida has changed so much. Gambling? I wouldn't know. I'm Jewish. We don't gamble. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Like, um, <laughs> so the guy, some kids I took fishing yesterday. You want to gamble? Get married. <laughs> that's a good that's a gamble so and speaking of getting married and speaking of gambling mm. and speaking of the kids i took fishing yesterday yeah. the kid 25 years old comes down from charleston south carolina he's getting married he, what time did that trip start noon man so because, you're telling me that you started a trip at noon well they were doing a they're doing the that's ba- gentlemen's hours they're doing a bachelor that's they're doing a bachelor party thing right sort of so they wanted to go fishing from noon to 5 p.m., so I took them. I understood. They had shit to do during the night. <laughs> but they came into town. First, they banged out a quick tarpon trip with me, but then they were going gambling to the Hard Rock. Yeah. And I told them, I said, you know, Florida people always came here to gamble, but usually it was like the dog track, high lie, and the horses. Yeah. And they acted like I said something wrong. Oh, I wouldn't freaking go outside for the freaking horses. That's not me. They want to be gambling at the hard rock so much so that they scheduled a trip from 12 to 5 so they could make sure they got to where that's like vegas light that's like the guy that goes to the pawn shop in the middle of the day before he really starts getting into it but we got people coming into town like that god help me i did the guy booked good for him right the guy did you catch any fish we did get a tarpon. We went one for two on tarpon in the middle <laughs> really? of the fucking day. They wanted to catch a tarpon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, you know, when you hire the right guy, <laughs> you might just get one in the middle of the day. I was actually standing by waiting for you to come down the canal to get the block of chum that I offered you. I think I'm going to do the block of chum thing on Sunday. No, yeah, I'll It's going to be 58 degrees blowing out of the northwest. I Ooh. might leave the tarpon alone that day. Let me tell you what, we ought to take them out in my boat if that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Jesus. I think the max and the selfish, and I think everything's mm-hmm. going to be in in 30, 40 feet, and I yep. think the ballyhoos are going to be going crazy Crazy on Sunday. Could be a good bite. So I'm getting ready to call my client to let him know we're doing a slight change. We're going to go out a little bit earlier. We're going to go in the ocean. We're going to leave the inshore fish yeah. alone that day. Yeah. Well, Norm? C'est la vie. Thanks for coming in today. Man, I appreciate it. And um, Let's thank our sponsors, too. We don't have any sponsors. Huh? We don't have any sponsors. The CCN. Yeah, I got CCN, but I'm not pushing that anymore. I'm over the CCN. All right, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> Except we're going to start doing sponsors. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Captain Norm, thanks for coming in. Thanks for being on the Real Guy Podcast. Hey, I appreciate it. Usually I'd say happy boat show, but happy boat show was a bust. What is the period between... The end of the boat show and, say, New Year's Eve. What, what, you can't call it the holidays because nobody uh, nobody calls it that you want me to in tell our you, world. You want me to tell you what I tell my clients? Like we always had pre-pod. 
No, you, Mullet run, pre-pod. And then we have a transition. And then we have a transition. And no, end of November, beginning of December is the transition. Mm -hmm. As the water temperature cools, mm -hmm. the fish readjust. Then the fish start to go again in January, and then we crush them for the rest of the year again. Yeah. So anyway, transition we're, period. Right? We're in the transition period. Exactly. Don't forget to set your clocks back this oh, weekend. Dude, we we're going to get another... We're gonna get another hour of no sleep. <laughs> oh, I hate when they do the. We People do, don't we, get we, it. We should do a whole podcast on just the time change. People don't get it when there's when you're younger and you think, oh yeah, it's daylight savings time, and then we go back to to standard time. They revel in that. When you get older, it's horrible. It's a horrible experience because when you get older, guess what? You don't sleep. Right. Okay, so now I have an extra hour to lay there staring at the ceiling. And not sleep. Kill me now. <laughs> That's so harsh. That's yeah. so harsh. You're going to get through this, Mark. What contest in hell did I win? <laughs> no, I may I'm... need a refresher, so we're going to have to end this podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you came in. Um... Captain Norm, finest kind of sport. Run that dog. Run that dog. <laughs>